As we've studied the life of Joseph with Scott Pauling, we've learned that this study isn't necessarily about Joseph, but instead about the God who was with Joseph, even in the darkest of circumstances. As you look at your own circumstances through the eyes of faith, do you recognize God's presence? Oh, that we could learn to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. You know, it is one thing to say that you forgive someone, and it is quite another to treat them as if they are totally forgiven. It's, it's one thing to say, all right, all right, we'll let this go, and it's quite another to never bring it up again and instead to treat that person with grace. We return today to Genesis chapter 50 to see the final interactions between Joseph and his brothers. Uh, this back-and-forth relationship between these boys uh, is, is quite a, a fascinating saga through the second half of the book of Genesis. And uh, when you come to Genesis 50, these brothers are fearful again that after their father's death, their brother Joseph is going to retaliate. He's going to try to get back at them. Oh, remember the words of Scripture, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Look, you've got to leave yourself in God's hands and you've got to leave other people in God's hands and know God makes it all right in the end. Don't try to get revenge. Instead, give yourself and others fully to the Lord. That's what Joseph does. We're talking about making the last chapter of our lives count and ending well between this day and the day we see the Lord. We've learned a couple things already. In the first 13 verses, we learn that we ought to be remembering and honoring those who taught us. Then, from verses 14 to 20, we learn that we have to keep leaving all the details of our life in God's hands. And so we pick up the story today in verse 21 and 22, where Joseph continues to speak to his brothers. And listen to what he says in verse 21. Now, therefore, fear ye not. Let's pause just a moment. That word now. It jumps off the page at me even as I read it now. They were still living in the past. Joseph was living in the now. You can't live victoriously now and live on yesterday's bitterness. You can't enjoy the Lord's presence now and ponder what was done to you many, many years ago. Joseph has moved beyond that. God's given him the grace to move beyond that. He'll do that for you too. So he says to them, Now therefore fear ye not. Remember, in the previous verse, he had already said, or in verse 19, he had already said, fear not once. He says it a second time. He doesn't want them to live in fear. He's not living in fear. He doesn't want them to live in fear. Now, therefore, fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. And Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's house. And Joseph lived an hundred and ten years. Let's add this principle today. Not only should we honor those who instructed us and leave the details of our life in God's hands, then we have to love and lift up other people. This is what's profound to me. Not only did Joseph not retaliate, he does the exact opposite. Instead of stomping them down and putting them underfoot, as he certainly had every right to do and the power to do, what does he do? He lifts them up. You see, that's the difference between the devil's way and the Lord's way. The devil kicks a man when he's down. He drives him in the ground. He brings him to nothing. What does the Lord always do? The Lord is always lifting a man up. People are always raised to their highest levels 
when they're living in the presence of God. And so here is Joseph, whose heart is not bogged down with bitterness, whose whose mind is not uh, consumed with past hurts and uh, things that he just can't let go. And what does he do? Instead of passing on hurt and bitterness to others, he passed on joy and blessing to them. He literally loves them, and he lifts them up. In fact, there are three things I want you to see here. And notice, he said, first, I will nourish you. That word nourish literally has the idea of minister. I'm going to minister to you. Ponder that just a moment. Here was a man who had been a slave, and now he willingly makes himself a servant. Instead of worrying about who he can be over, he's rather thinking like the Lord Jesus thought, the mind of Christ, how can I serve? Uh, who, who, how can I submit myself under these people and minister to them? You know, I think if all of us would get out of ourselves a little bit and start to minister to the needs of others, we would be shocked what freedom and liberty and joy and blessing it would bring to our own lives. So first of all, he ministers. Then the Bible says in verse number 21, I will nourish you and your little ones, and he comforted them. So he not only ministers to their needs, but he comforts them. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. And when a man is under the control of the Holy Spirit, instead of stirring up trouble, instead of uh, causing greater damage and conflict and strife and contention, no, that's never a mark of the Spirit. The mark of the Spirit is he's going to seek to bring comfort and peace and blessing. And then I love this expression. He not only says, I'll nourish you and I'll comfort you, the Bible says he spake kindly unto them. That word kindly literally means in in the language of Joseph's day, he spoke to their hearts. You know, we could use a revival of kindness in our world today. There's so much hatefulness, so much harshness, so much hardness. That's why when you get around somebody that's full of the love of God, uh, that's kind, that's tender, that's gentle, that's courteous, uh, that treats others in a preferential way, it's almost shocking, isn't it? And yet, That's the very thing that should define the child of God. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples? By this shall all men know you're my disciples when you have love one for another. You see, people in a world of hate ought to see a genuine love in our relationships, in our responses to one another, in the way we we react to what happens to us. And as they see that love, they ought to get a glimpse of our Lord. Joseph is living in the presence of God, and in the presence of God, he is able to minister and comfort and speak kindly. You see, the presence of God is not just about you being happy. The presence of God is not about me just having a good day today. The presence of God is about us becoming so much like the Lord that we begin to think and feel and speak as our Lord would and respond to others as our Lord would. You see, if you want God's continued blessing, here's the, here's the key. You ready? If you want God's continued blessing on your life, seek to be a blessing to others. God will work through you as a channel of his grace and his mercy and his peace. And as that happens, uh, it will bless your life as well. Joseph is living in abundance. Now, I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about spiritual realities. He's living in the overflow of the presence of God And his brothers are the blessed beneficiaries of that. If you want, by the grace of God, to make this season of your life count, then not only do you need to honor those who've passed on, who instructed you, and who helped you in the past, 
But now you've got to turn around and begin to minister to those who are right in front of you. And oftentimes, to love and lift up those who did not show love to you and who did not try to lift up you. Not to do to them as they've done to you, but rather to treat them as the Lord Jesus has treated you. Think of what the Lord has done for all of us, how he's loved us, how he's lifted us, how he's forgiven us, how he's ministered to us and comforted us and spoke kindly to us. Oh, dear Lord, I don't want to just be like Joseph. I want to be like Jesus. Pray today that God will help you, as Joseph did, to live so consciously in the presence of God that you can demonstrate God's goodness and gentleness to those around you. As believers, we long for the day that we see the Lord and forever will be in His presence in heaven. But friend, you and I do not have to wait until then to live in the presence of God. In Joseph's life, we are reminded that the Lord desires that we stay in His presence throughout each day and in every circumstance. This was the open secret of Joseph's life. Scott has a tremendous resource that will equip you to live in God's presence. His book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph to download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. Our prayer is that this will inspire your daily walk with the Lord.